Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's football. The round one, not the, the egg-shaped one, yes. Soccer, football, uh, those, those, those great games. Everybody's here today, me, Mr Williams, Mr Panas, we're all bringing you the football news, the football predictions, what went on in last week's games, it's all here, it's all here in one compact package. Yep, said package. This video, and to see that video, you need to get yourself over to YouTube, check us out, we're there. While you're there, if you could subscribe, it'd be a big help to us. And ultimately, it's a big help to you. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. You can't see the forest for the teas. Incidentally, your beard is getting out of control. Mine? It is massive. What a way to start. Mine? I've trimmed it's it. massive. I've trimmed it. Not trimmed it on the bottom, have you? No. From this way, no, in, in facial hair related matters, in a kind of weird way, from this angle, it almost looks as if James has shaved off his moustache and put it on my face. <laughs> it does, it's a little bit of a uh, face matching, isn't it? It's, the, the, the tash bit's uh, a, bit, a bit more blonde than the rest of it. And obviously... <laughs> Have you actually got a tash, or is it just different coloured? Or are you drinking chocolate milk? You've, you've actually done a tash, haven't you? Yeah. I'm going to leave it for another... Six, five days? Wow. And then I'll, uh, and then I'll donate some way to the cause. Do you know what the funny thing is? It doesn't not suit you. <laughs> well, this is the thing that, like... Every, every now and again, Amy just sort of like says, "It's not terrible," <laughs> but I'm not taking that as a I'm not taking that as a compliment. I will be I will be keeping it. Let's put it this way: if I could if I could grow it into something, you'd, you'd, then you'd have to go for the the full handle. Yeah. So obviously, the idea is that you're supposed to. I'm I'm saying this is like not really podcast related, but it sort of is because Movember is very much linked to the football fraternity. So. Um, because you see a lot of footballers grow a moustache in November, so um, you Carol watch. went for a, a big old, a big old handlebar at one point, didn't he? Who? Andy Carroll. Oh yeah, his was proper dirty though. His, his proper like the, uh, <laughs> I want to say the Hetfield. Yeah. Oh, his was pretty Hetfieldish. Nice. You know when Triple H had that sort of one that like when, so it sort of started there and did that. That is the, the he- that is so the like tra- track the jawline. That is absolutely the Hetfield. Uh, he, had, he had one of them going on. Somewhere, um, I've, somewhere I've got a T-shirt that says the the evolution of Hetfield, and it's just the silhouette of someone's head with like different hair and beard through the years. It's brilliant. It's a bit big. So yeah, so if I can if I can get to the point where I can shave it into something, then I'd I'd, I'd be tempted to keep some form of facial hair. But on one of the previous podcasts, uh, I believe uh, Mister Moore pointed out the fact that something had crawled onto my top and died. So, so you won't. I mean, even when you're not trying, you always look a bit tashy. 
I think that's just because for some reason that's just where it seems to grow the heaviest, which is weird. Yeah, it's ab- absolutely opposite for me. But then again, I'm not not upset. I can't grow a tash. <laughs> <laughs> I think rather than stopping it in November, you you leave it growing until we can see each other face to face. Interesting. Whenever that might be. Well, d- depending on <laughs> six six days, seven days. Absolutely not, Paul. Well, so about, about well, legally binding. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll know. Yeah, we will. Anyway, get away from political cast and back to football cast. So, we're probably about eight eight minutes into the podcast as we speak, so welcome along everyone to uh, another enthralling episode of Your Cats in the Forest for the Team. Obviously, uh, sponsored by James' technical issues now. Sponsored by Movember. Or a sponsor of Movember, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, we'll go with that. The hamster's uh, started uh, turning his wheel again, as he jibbed. I don't know what. The, well, to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm in the kitchen rather than the um, the office. Maybe it's just a bit of a black hole. I know. I feel left out. What What gets me is Paul's in the kitchen. He doesn't have a table in the kitchen. He just literally sat facing the wall. I was going to say, just looking at the wall. <laughs> I've got so I've got I've got the laptop on one of. He's straddling your fridge, right? The now. fridge. No, I'm not struggling, I'm just sat in front of it. <laughs> I'd show you around, but um kitchen's a bit dirty and Amy will absolutely kill me. So. It's amazing. So, football-related information. Um, what happened in the last week? Any, well, any major deaths? Well, obviously, as the eagle-eyed that can see the clips we'll be able to attest to. We're recording today on the 25th of November 2020 and arguably the greatest footballer of uh, all time has passed away, depending on what side of the argument you fall on. But yeah, Diego Maradona has passed away today. Mm -hmm. Is it a bit mental that, was it about three weeks ago he had a brain operation which was successful and then an heart attack's got it. See, when when I first heard that he passed away, I thought it had been something to do with complications with his surgery. Yeah, I didn't realise that he was through so. it with flying colours and stuff like that. So. Mm. But you're always likely to uh, have heart palpitations when you've been, uh, you know. Do you know what I was surprised at? I mean, I should have been able to work it out by based on when he was at World Cups and stuff. I was surprised to fear that he was only 60. He did not look only 60. (laughs) (laughs) He looked only 60 a while ago. (laughs) Well, his first World Cup was 82. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, because he played at four. So he would have gone 82, 86. Was, he, was the World Cup in 78 in Argentina then? I think so, yeah. Because I know that he just missed the squad for the, the, for the home one. Because he'd, well, he'd have only been 18 then, wouldn't he? Or, possibly or even 17. maybe 16. 17. Yeah. But, no. No, you're right, 16. No. Yeah, I think... No, 18. Because he'd have had to be born in 60, wouldn't he? Yeah. 18, right, okay, I'll give you that. 
I remember reading something about how he only just missed the squad, but they still took him along. And he, he like, crowd entertained and stuff at, like, half-time and shit. Then they just, like, doing <laughs> skills wow. and stuff. Yeah, he was he was part of the thing, just not in the playing squad. It, there's, like, there's loads of clips out there of people just saying they were just mesmerised by, like, his warm-up before the games and stuff. He did those weird keep-uppies, didn't he, where he booted it? Like, you know, like, 100-foot in air or whatever yeah. it was. And then just, and let, then it, just like, let it drop and, and just belted it, it up again. Yeah, just kill it dead and stuff like that. So, I think he was one of the sort of, well, from my sort of recollection, he was one of the first people to sort of incorporate, like, a really elaborate warm-up into his, like, repertoire. So, you just see people were, like, saying that half the entertainment was going to watch him play, but, you know, you'd get a little bit of entertainment in the warm from him and stuff like that. I mean, you should have known then that he was batshit crazy. Yeah. Well. South American, in it, you know. Mm. And um, Aguero's married to his daughter, isn't he? Was. I think they're divorced now. But So, yeah, for a while, Aguero was his, uh, his son-in-law. Mm. And, um, yeah, because everyone was saying that when Aguero had a kid, that... He's got some. He's got some family to live up to because his dad's obviously a really good footballer, and his grand and his grandfather was arguably the best footballer of all time. So he's going to have a bit of a battle on his hands trying to wear, trying to sort of be the best footballer in his family. So but yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Mister uh, Mister Diego. And do Anything? Uh, anything else other than the uh, multitude of games? That we have to cover. Um, I think just by the time we do another podcast, there might be people going to games. Yes. So, the announcement of the reintroduction of the tier system when the lockdown ends on the 2nd indicated that anywhere in tier 3 is basically still in lockdown. Just under a... Behind closed doors. Yeah. Anywhere in tier two can have up to two thousand two thousand people there, or fifty percent of the capacity of the stadium, whichever's lowest. And then tier one, which is obviously the lowest possible tier that the you can be in, four thousand people. Or 50% of the capacity of the stadium, whichever's lowest. So, for example, when Arthur United get to the point where they're no longer in Tier 3, which is probably quite a way off, because as far as I can tell from the uh, the statistics that I saw earlier today, they were second only to Hull as um, most number of cases per... I think it was like 10,000 people or something like that. that's why people are saying that like when they look at York, they're hoping they look at York and not Yorkshire. Well, I think what the... What the, the areas that we're in. Well, I think, I think they're trying to do with York as well is trying to get York sort of sub-categorised so they can mm. have York and then they can have Heslington. I wonder why. So, yeah... Because apparently a lot of the a lot of the outbreak of cases in York was centralised to the university area. So can't think why. It'll be interesting. anyway. Yeah. So you might get you might get people at games. 
I mean, yeah. at this point in time, you've got more chance to go into a game than you have to go into the pub. Unless you're, one, unless you're one to turn into fat bastards, because if you want to go to the pub in Turkey, you've got to have a substantial meal. Not a problem for me and Paul. <laughs> nice standard fare for us going to the pub. Oh, <laughs> Do you reckon... Is that... So, is it a case of you have to have a substantial meal with every drink you buy? <laughs> I don't Again, so. standard fare for me and Paul. Because I'd, I'd take that. I'd take that on. Really? I'd, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd give it my best go. Is that not like I'd getting a, a bag of nuts? Food. Oh, a pint and a bag of nuts, please. You'd just do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, if you were going to the Lamb and Lion, for example, a little bit of a soft plug for the uh, the Lamb and Lion in York, you'd obviously buy pint, a little portion of white bait, please. Perfect. I don't like white bait. You should, it's well nice. So everyone tells me, but the one time I went to Lemon Lion and tried it, it was awful. <laughs> we simultaneously managed to advertise and diss the same place. No, it's a very nice place, just white bait is awful. I can't say I know what it is. White bait, it's tiny little fishy fish fish fishes. The fishiest things you've ever known. That is little fishy fish fish fishes. Basically, yeah. they, they, and you, you, eat, you, you deep fry them in like, maybe it's like a light batter or a, a breadcrumb or whatever and eat that shit whole and it's like... Absolutely fantastic. It's like the fishiest thing you've ever known, man. So good. So nice. Oh. Yeah. Well, join us next week for our next uh, installment of the culinary cast. Yeah. So yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, <coughs> like... I, I can't think of anyone that's off the top of my head, but I can't think of, excuse me, I can't think of any Premier League clubs that would probably fall into the tier one. Um, I think, from, I mean, as much as I said, oh, we might have some people at games, I, I think from what I've read, as we first come out of lockdown, it's very unlikely that anywhere will go straight to tier one. You might get some tier twos. Fingers, fingers crossed. At least, even if even if you can get up to two thousand people the stadium, it's going to be something. It's going to it's going to then you know trigger a little bit of movement in the economy of a club. It'd be good for those smaller clubs that can essentially get fifty percent of their capacity. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna say that pools, as an example, I think Alpo United just holds just under eight thousand as a capacity. So when they do get to tier one, hopefully half the stadium. Well, half the stadium at, at tier yeah, one. Yeah, they'll be they'll be able to open with just under four thousand because half of the capacity of the stadium won't be as high as four thousand. Mm. Have you have you heard any word on how they'll do it? Is it just like ballot or? Um, I would imagine for, the, for the clubs that have more than half of this of the capacity of the stadium is season ticket holders. I would imagine they just have to do it based on either ballot or whoever's had the season tickets. Whoever's had the season tickets the longest. That's how I'd do it personally. If, if it was, if I was in charge of a club, I would do it based on length of time owned a season ticket. That seems the fairest way to do it for me. Although, obviously, the problem they're going to have that is older people more risk of 
contracting the virus and being seriously like you know affected by it so that might play into it somewhat and then obviously you've got families who might have tickets that get taken into account yeah it'll, it'll be obviously from our two clubs perspectives it'd be 4,000 max and you'd imagine that's going to be fairly well taken up on both accounts I would imagine but I think prior to lockdown Nottingham went into quite a high tier pretty quick so well they've got two universities there haven't they so if you say so I knew they had one they've got Nottingham and Nottingham Trent so um Like, we've probably said wait and see about eight times this podcast so. yeah. anything else since we all got together well I was I was going to say um, I've seen a first in football I've seen a team score a penalty and still manage to lose a game 1-0 but we'll cover that when we cover the game all will be revealed Andrew do not worry do not fret. Okay. Right. I think the only thing I was going to mention was the the, the machine that is Ill and Howland. Oh yeah, go go with that. That that stat you found earlier was ridiculous. In his was that just for Dortmund or was that in his full professional career? I think he said it's just his career. I'll, I'll you yeah. keep in his career. Which what's he been at Dortmund now? Is his second year? In, is his did he join halfway through last season? Well, he was signed in January 2020, wasn't yeah. he? And then he played, you know, like a little bit here, wherever he came from. Um, in his professional oh, careers. Because he was in the. Oh, was he, was, he, was he at RB? I think he was at RB Salzburg. Right, okay. Um, in his professional career, he's, in, he's had 91 shots. On, was it on goal or just 91 shots? Haaland has had 91 shots on target in his professional career. Guess how many goals he scored from those 91 shots on target, Andrew? It's either going to be zero or 91. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what. He's like he's like the hottest property striker going. It, it's not. So, let, let's, let's put it this way. If you had 90 shots on target and you scored 45 goals... You're doing pretty well as a striker. That's a one in two ratio, obviously. James? 70 goals. That is insane. See, see what, see what Paul's come to sell in this stat, because you said it's really good going if you scored, like, basically, like, half your shots on target. It's really good if you scored in half your games played. Well, that's, what was, that, that's what I was referring to, as in, like, yeah. basically, it's like, if you take it on a, if you have two shots a game and score one of them, then you, yeah. you're working to a goal. In the, did you yeah. see that secondary one that came up in the Champions League now? Because he scored again last night, didn't he? Ah, oh, did he? So, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got to 15 goals in the Champions League in 12 appearances. The previous record was 15 goals in 19 appearances, which is incredible in itself. Mental. He, he's just... 
he's he's sort of if he sort of continues on the the trajectory he's on, you could make the argument that like it could be versus Mbappe in the same way that we've had Messi and Ronaldo. He just seems. Did you see his four goals at weekend? No, no, I don't see a lot of uh, German football now. I just seen it just on the internet when they're obviously giving loads of stats. Right, they were all good finishers. But like the the thing in that is that they subbed him when he won four goals. I'd be pissed. But they brought on the new wonder kid, who's he's not been allowed to play because he weren't sixteen yet. But they subbed off the guy who scored four goals to bring on a sixteen years and one day old. Won the kiss. Absolutely. But they've been sitting on, but he weren't allowed to play professional football. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was like a, a stat or something, or a, or a comment that he made, where he said that the, the manager came over to him and said something like, "Are you happy with your four goals today?" He was like, "Well, if you haven't taken me off, I'd have got at least five. It's like, what an absolute fucking baller! Just like backing himself that much that he's going to basically score every time he gets a chance. So. Fair play to the kid, like. But yeah, like I say, if he if he carries on the same trajectory, uh, trajectory him versus Mbappe for the for the Ballon d'Or for the next ten years could be good. It, it's going to be incredible when someone wants to buy him from Dortmund. Well, like if you think about it, he's he's is he already in the realm of he's only going to really go to Barca or Real from from then, unless. Randomly, he's got some kind of allegiance to one of his dad's clubs. That's well, apparently, fans will be open. Well, apparently, he's or Forest fans wanted to play for Leeds. Not Forest. You can keep dreaming, James, if you want. I always, I always think of his dad as like his main club was Forest. That's that's the way I think of him. Right, keep talking. I'm going to do a little digging. I'm going to see how lot, how many seasons Alfinger Harland played for Forest. Right, moves let's, on, Andrew. Let's talk about some happen. games because we've yeah. with last week's games. Although I say last week, one of them was played mere 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 an hour ago or something. Uh, and the fact that we've got four games to predict for the upcoming week, a lot of games to cover. Luckily for you, James, your team is first on the docket. So, Barnsley versus Nottingham Forest. Kind of rather not talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Do, do you know what, Paul? Right. So I, I was texting you at the time because me and Sam were talking about the uh, the Norwich game. Uh, and at the time, he's like, "Think you can get a winner?" I was like, "No." He goes, "You're going to get a draw." I was like, "Yeah, definitely." Well, James, if you had got a draw, at, um. At one point during the course of the afternoon, I needed an uh, I think I needed an Ipswich goal for two hundred pounds on my accumulator, and uh, and then Forrest went and conceded. So that was nice. Yeah, it was pretty bad. What was the score in that game? Uh, it was two 0 to Barnsley. It was. Now I did obviously it weren't on telly, so I didn't watch it. But from what I heard. We didn't even get hammered. Like we were like possibly like the better team. I tell you what, though, one of the goals was a race screamer. You seen the goals? 
I'm trying to remember now if I did see the goals because I was doing a I was doing a family quiz at the same time as the football was uh, was was in play. You've got to think. You're not you're not beating you're not beating Brees with a shit. You know, like it's got to be right in the top, hasn't it? You go back. The you first goal. The first goal's good. Anyway, yeah. So can you name the first goal, James? Was it was it the twat you said? I don't think it was. Uh, I can't remember the goal scorers. The goal scorers were Styles, Harry, and Woodrow. Oh, so I did get a point. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, you were the only person to take a point out of that game. Uh, Mr. Williams had a draw. Uh, you had a heavy Forest win. Uh, I had a forest win. When am I going to learn? I mean, come on. Uh, uh, see, you see, Andy, you're you're now at for, you're now at the point with Forest that I am at with the Vikings in the NFL podcast. Keep giving them chances, yeah. and they'll just keep burning you. Uh, so you are the only person to take a point out of that game, James, because you correctly predicted that Woodrow would score a goal. Yeah. Yay. Which brings us swiftly <coughs> to Mr. Williams' team, Middlesbrough versus Norwich City. So, this is the point I was making earlier. So, first time ever I've seen a team score a penalty, the penalty be ruled out because the kicker has apparently hit the ball twice. So, a free kick is given to the defending team. Later in the game, about 10 minutes or so after, that team then get the penalty of their own, which the guy taking does not slip over as he's taking it, and scores to win the game 1-0. Indeed. Timu. Mhen. Pookie. Which is why... Not I'm... even Hugo. Has he even played? He, he started the game, apparently, but I think he got he got injured or kicked about a bit and uh, had to leave the had to leave the uh, the field of play. It's one of those things that, unfortunately for you, your team did not win. On the flip side, you correctly predicted the score and you correctly predicted the goal scorer. So you took three did. points out of that game, and very much like the uh, the Nottingham Forest game. You were the only person to take any points there because uh, James went for a draw. I went for a heavy Middlesbrough win. Uh, You're on drugs, man. I wish. But I was. I was getting messages. So, I don't, uh, did you watch the game? Was it? Was it? Was it televised uh, on your iPhone? So I just watched the Sky Soccer Saturday feed. Oh, because they show the goals now, don't they? They do. They show the goals. So until yeah. until fans are allowed back in the stadium, I think the, the whole point is that they will show all the goals from the championship and selected league one. Have league. they not? Have they binned off all that fucking pay per view shit as well now? Yeah, that seems to have bitten the dust now. I think they've agreed that pay per view won't be going ahead. No. They, just, um, they, they must have seen the uh, the numbers of uh, people that paid fifteen quid to watch Burnley nil, West Brom nil. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. Um, when that game was nil nil, I had quite a lot of texts from Sam just going, 
Middlesbrough are awful. <laughs> Just like he was not enjoying it at all. I mean, I mean the next the next two games we're going to discuss might might disagree with those uh, those those points, but who knows? Uh, AFC Bournemouth versus Nottingham Forest. James, right? So I came home from work and fell asleep at half past eight last night. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what score that finished. Was it two or three? Two. Right, okay. Uh, both Stanislas goals? Hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, so, so, so essentially I, I, I fell asleep very early into the game, but we were already down by the time I did fall asleep. Because that first goal was early. <laughs> Something like... <laughs> Uh, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern here. That pattern is not necessarily just the fact that Nottingham Forest keep getting beaten. It's that apparently Paul Williams can pick a score <laughs> out of thin air and that score becomes reality because... I, th- I don't think anyone in their right mind thought Forest were going to get a result last night. Well, you and I went for the same score, which was a draw... And Paul, was, yeah, but, Paul was like, but you know, I always give Forest extra goals just because I'm mental. Because you're in the room. Yeah. Y- yeah. There's, Forest were never going to get a result last night. Um, Paul would agree. Took two points out of that game right there. Nobody got the goal scorer. Um, I I started to wonder if I'd spelt my 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 guess wrong, but but no. It turned out Who did you go for? Solanke. You went for Solanke, I believe. I was like, is this the same person? No, it's not the same person. Unfortunately, uh, if we were picking Saturday's game for Bournemouth, you'd have been bang on. So I think he scored in that one. There you go, you see. That's the collector's item. Well, no, because he scored against the Borough, didn't he? I'm telling you, any shithouse that I've slagged off on the podcast generally tends to score against the Borough. He hates this time. So, our last. Just, just, oh, go on. Our last. Well, well go on. Is, is it something? Oh, I was, I was just going to mention that um, not Norwich were like you know like cruising last night and nearly blew it. Did you see that one? Well, there were two. Were the two up? They were three and a half after like sixty odd minutes. I saw they only won the game three two. Yeah. I saw they'd almost balls it up. I think Brendier got sent off, didn't he? So they were playing with ten men. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I know we're uh, I know we're only early, and it's it's never uh, wise to call the season like in November as it was. But um, it's looking ominously like it's going to end up being them three fighting out to go up in it. Which is pretty much what we said. I, th- I don't. I think all of us thought Norwich would be there or thereabouts. I mean, Andy absolutely picked Forest for top two. He might have even picked them for champions. I believe he picked up for champions because you were absolutely... Oh, no. Did you end up picking them as champions? Me? No. Because he, he wouldn't. One of, you is de- one of you is definitely picked for us to win the league. I mean, it sounds like something I'd do. Sounds, <laughs> sounds that absolutely like a, something I'd do. Right. Awkward. Middlesbrough versus Derby County. 
played moments ago. Correct. What was going on that game? Well, Andy, as uh, as the podcast uh, listeners and watchers will be aware, I predicted a 2-0 Bournemouth win. Um, I also predicted a 2-0 Middlesbrough win. And for, I'd say, I was going to say 82 minutes, I was absolutely bang on the money. And then, disaster struck. And Middlesbrough scored again. Who do thought Middlesbrough were capable of a 3-0 win? I know. So that's the first time they've scored three since the opening game of last season. It's mental as well because you and Lewis were like bitching about how, what was this all-out attacking line-up that he'd like, that he'd, <laughs> that he'd released tonight? Yeah. He was like, has he, has he had some sort of like fall or something? He's, he's you say you got, like, if you could have, you had four, four forwards that. So we had a Sombolonga... Walkmore, which is the new signing. Um, Roberts, was, did he play? Yeah, Robert, Roberts and Tav, Tavernier. All uh, started. Who, who all started, and like, each, each one of them could have been classed as being like an attacking threat. So it was very... Uh, let's not why, have you got, why have you got four attacking threats on the field and Chubbs is on the bench? Because I'm assuming he's, he's very much in, he's very much content to play with the one striker at the minute, really. So, mm. uh, but yeah, the goals were scored by Britt. The second was an own goal, although Britt was very close in the vicinity, so he might try and claim that one. Uh, and the third was scored by marvelous Marvin Johnson. I feel like I might have got a point here. You might have got a point. You might have got two. Um, uh, Looking for Paul's team, but uh, Paul was the the lowest score in that one. He only got one point for a for a win for a winning score. Uh, both you and I, James, we got a point for the score, and we got a point for picking Brit. Um, that means for uh, the first two games, Paul. Clear winner with three. James, you only had one, and I had a big fat zero. And for the second two games, a three, a two, and a two. Before we predict the next, of the upcoming games, we will take a very short break. Uh, you won't notice it, but these guys absolutely will. Uh, be be right back. Do we have to like it like that until it goes? No, I think, I think I'm perfectly in the exact same location I was when we took the momentary break. Other than the fact that you two have, moved, have, swapped, have swapped places. Oh. Ah. Got hoisted by your own petard. Uh, very much so. Andrew, before we go on, go on to predict this week's upcoming games, shall we sell this Alvinger Haaland where was his biggest club? Or where was his most prolific club debate? Go on. This is why we had to take a break. What the viewers don't realise is this has taken Paul six hours to find this stat. James is still knackered. He still wants to go to bed really, really badly. So, Alf Inger, Razdal Haaland. Who? Born 23rd November 1972. Place of birth, Stavanger, Norway. 
Senior career. 90 to 93. Bryn. Okay. I've heard of those. 93 to 97. Forest. Nottingham Forest. Was he, was he a Four Cloughy? seasons. Was he a Cloughy signing? No. Well, Clough, Clough left in 93, so I would imagine it would be late 93, which would be one of Clark's first signings. Ah, right. So I was going to say, well, it was, it was going to be one or the other one. It was always going to be mm. one, of, one of Cloughy's last or one of Frank Clark's first. Unless he came mid-season, but Clough, Clough left at the end of the 92-93 season. Yeah. 97 to 2000, Leeds United. So Forest still winning. 2000-2003, Manchester City. <gasps> Forest still winning. And then he has a break of eight years, for some reason, probably because his knee was in about eight pieces from what Roy Keane did to him. Um, and then from 2011 to 2012, he played for Rosaland. However, we'll go with we'll go with league appearances. So it is three years at Bryn, sixty-eight appearances, four goals. That's in the league. These are just league-based stats. So I can't find his full stats. Just his league stats. Nottingham Forest in his four years at Nottingham Forest, seventy-five games. Oh, great, really, is it? But for, for me, when he was at Forest, he was a bit, a bit of a Phil Neville utility style player. Do you know what I mean? One thing I missed off his Wikipedia page playing position, defender, stroke, midfielder. And that's anywhere across as well, I think. Exactly. So, Phil Neville. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he loves that comparison. <laughs> the Norwegian Phil Neville. That's it. Right, we'll skip over Leeds to come back to it later on. Oh, fuck off, is it going to be Leeds, the most appearances? Manchester City, three years, 38 games, three goals. And then just his little cameo at Rosalind at the end of his career, nine appearances, one goal. Is that because Keane fucked his Man City career then? Probably. I mean, he was... Can't do the maths that quick. 41 when he was playing there. So what? Well, if he was born in seventy-two, no, thirty-nine. Oh, Man City. Thirty-nine. Yeah. He was thirty-nine. At Man City. No, Rosaland. Rosaland. Oh, okay. Right. So, do we think that in the three years he was at Leeds United, he played more or less league games than the seventy-five he managed for Forest? Well, the way you've been building it up, presumably more. Andy. Probably more. Leeds United, eight goals in 74 games. He had one more league game for Forest. Right. Just to go back to my original statement earlier, though, where I regard him as like Forest's main club, I think that's still fair. I don't think he would disagree with that, James. So maybe you can hold out the hope that he does end up, uh, his, his lad does end up at Forest. Then. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, him and, him and Grabs up front, it'll be a dream partnership. No, we're getting Balotelli as well. 
I'm, nah, in all seriousness, I'm sure Jason Lee's got a son knocking around somewhere. Right, yeah. let's pr- let's predict some games. Uh, fir- yes. First on the on the docket, Uddersfield Town versus the mighty Borough. Paul, as it's your team, you will go last. I have already predicted this game, so if necessary, I could go first. James, would you like the opportunity to go before me? I'll go first. I'm not accused of copying your answer. Go on then. I think I think it's got two nil to the borough written all over it. It's not gonna copy my answer. Just just bear that in mind, it's not gonna copy it. Good score that James, I like that score. Let's see who are gonna score those two goals. Brit. It's interesting. I've I feel like I've seen that somewhere before. And Housen. Ah, you fell at the last. <coughs> I can't talk and spell. Let's just put an A there. I think he's gone Brit Britain the uh, the casual. No. Brit and Tav. So Paul, I mean, quick quick as you like there. Two predictions done like that. So, Paul, tell us why we're wrong. And what, oh. the, what the real score is going to be. Uh, I would have gone 2-0. But it seems a bit obvious now, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe it is obvious. I reckon they're on this crest of a wave. They've just got three for the first time in about two years. They're going to ride that wave... All the way through to Saturday at 3pm. And they're going to get another three goals. They're also going to concede one though. Four goals in that game, jeebus. So, the problem I've, not got is I've got to think of a player who plays for Huddersfield. Um, for the Borough... Isn't it going to be the You're Not Janini I mean, that would be that would be typical, wouldn't it? Hmm. Find a scorers. Typically, Skybet don't have the scorers on. It's just typical. For the Borough, I'll go for a Brit. Stepping down for what more? Why don't you go with the whole hog and go, OG for the third? <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, and... Savile. Ooh. Back in the fold. I mean, he was never out of the fold. He was just, I believe, suffering a family bereavement potential. Rona. Huddersfield goal. Will be scored by Alex Pritchard. 
There we go. Done and done. Swiftly moving on to Nottingham Forest versus Swansea City. James, your team, you will go last. As as with the previous game, Mr. Williams, I have already pre predicted this game. How correct that is, who knows? So I will give you the opportunity to go first or second. Well, didn't realise, but this one's a this one's a liver. It's a Sky game on on TB on the old television box. I think, I think you'll find that Forest are kicking off Super Sunday this week. 12pm Sky Sports main event what a time to be alive uh, I mean it, it might be on TV because 4th not because Forest is 17th pro wherever we are <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a slightly optimistic 1-1 draw outrageous goal scorers Taylor. Low. <laughs> I have gone with a nil one with uh, Grimes. Just, you know, why not? James. <clears throat> I've got one nil Swansea with Low. Can you see this, Andy, that, like, you know, while I was having my tea tonight, I actually, you know, looked ahead and made some notes. I like it. It's uh, it's novel. I even looked ahead to the outrageous game we've got midweek as well. Well, lads, from a betting perspective, because you've both picked the exact same results, I'm just going to put a £2 double on. Ooh. What would be the point of putting two £1 doubles on? So you could cast one out and not the other. I know. This team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, bloody hell. I've put Huddersfield 2-0. <laughs> That's absolutely not, man. Right, anyway. So, Middlesbrough 2-0, 10 to 1. Swansea one nil thirteen to two gives you boys a double of eighty one point five to one. Like that. Well, we'll either we'll either win or lose together. Indeed. Die <sighs> by the sword. Middlesbrough three one twenty to one. Forest Swansea one apiece at five to one gives me a tasty little double of a hundred and twenty-five to one. Okay, well let's see what the other games have in store because, like, uh, like quite often, there's more games. And we're starting the the second batch of games with Middlesbrough versus Swansea City. Exactly. Yeah, literally, they go from the they go from pounding the borough, they go over to uh, to see. No, they they go with with absolutely smoke in the forest. Go over to see the the borough boys, and they get beat one nil. 
Chubba. James. I've got this as one all. Oh. Also low. Again. Lights of gold, does he? And Brit. I think that'd be a decent result if you got a one all there, Paul. I I fully agree. Mainly because I have this one down as another nil one. So there's Twansey. Don't know why. I just we don't seem to play well against them. Goal score. Um, are you? Okay. Quick as you like. I mean, just getting it done. Taking care Sadly, of Sadly, can't do. Won't be able to do bets for these as not currently up on Skybet. Can't do, won't do. Another game to predict, and that is Nottingham Forest versus Watford. Uh, Watford will be beating the Forest 1 0. Murray to score. Paul. Len Murray! That'll have to be a late goal because I don't think he's going to be starting. The question is, where is the game? Is it at the forest? It's at the city ground. I don't think it really makes much much difference these days. Uh, yeah, I'd uh, I'd be uh, inclined to agree. On the Watford uh, win, I'll go for two nil to Watford. Oh yeah, I really hope he's not picking my same. I, I've gone two nil as well, but I hope he's not going to pick my same goal scores. Right, let me have a look at the Could crew. Do you want mine while he's? I was just about to say, if you've got yours there, I'm going for Sar and Dini. I nearly went with Dini. Don't want to uh, alarm you, Andy, or maybe sway you in a different manner, but Glenn Murray not even on the bench tonight for Watford. He was at the weekend, though. Oh, was he? Oh, fair enough. Then. Yeah. Well, Dini and Murray were both on the bench. He's all just balls, isn't he? So, you know, probably... Uh, yeah. The, the cold's not very good for him at this time of year, is it? For his joints. Uh, and I will go for João Pedro... I nearly went Pedro because when I've been looking, he's he's been getting pulled off for Dini. It's his birthday every day, is it? <laughs> I don't uh, think anyone wants to get pulled off by Dini, though, do they? I Probably don't. not. Bollocks to it. Stick me down for him to get two. Oh, interesting. It's been a while since I've had a brace on the podcast. That that sound, the sound of the clicking pen, means that that is all the games predicted for the following, the coming week. Um, which brings us to the most important, some might say, the most important part of the podcast, which is where I say to you, gentlemen, any other business? Yeah, I've got any other business. <gasps> Bring it on. When the hell are we? When the hell are we bringing the quiz back? 
it's been on the cards for a while. There was um, a couple of weeks back, might be more. In fact, I can look. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to remember something that I definitely can't remember. There was a point. Just while you're looking for this, Andy, is, this, is he mentioned this because he's uh, he's wanting to take on the old man? I mean, now we're doing remote. They're absolutely cheap. It absolutely was two weeks ago. So, I mean, I called that one. Two weeks ago, there was only two games to predict. And at that point in time, I was like, should probably have a quiz for this. Um, but we didn't. So, if... I might, I might have something for next time. I was reliably, I was reliably informed that, that Gareth Southgate played some kind of football quiz-based game on the radio this morning, and it was entertaining. And should be done on our podcast. Interesting. Really? Hmm. Oh. Some might say the word tantalised right now. So tune in. That right there is a hook. Indeedy doody. Is there any 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 other business? Uh, we probably need to look to fill this little hole in the middle of my screen as well with someone next time. What? Well, there's only three of us on, like, a, clearly the screen set before. Okay. Thinking, thinking another cool. another person. Yeah. A, a, a Matthew Moore or a... Or a... I don't know any other... Uh, a Lewis. Ooh. Is it Lewis? Or I can probably find a, a Norwich Sam. Or Sam. Ooh, didn't even think about that. Mm. Yeah, I like it. More the merrier, bring it on. Well, there oh. you go. If none of them can make it, we just get Dench on. To talk about the round ball, rather than the hand egg. If there's a man who knows how to talk about... American Does anybody remember smash. when Ed did a sport-related podcast? Ed's, Ed's been on the football podcast before. I just think he sat in the corner it, of your room just looking pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Ed, guess comment? Uh, I couldn't I couldn't care less. Is there a way they can both lose? <laughs> Is there a way I can get my life back? Uh, sure, Ed. So there we go. Failing anybody who cares about any of the sports involved, look out for Lord Dench to make his uh, his second football podcast appear. <laughs> Bless his cons. Right, well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am certainly intrigued by what the next one's going to look like. There's, there's going to be games, quizzes, additional people. It's a plethora a smorgasbord. Thank you both very much for joining me and informing these lovely people on what the scores are going to be in the upcoming games. Good luck to you both and uh, thank you very much. Au revoir. Uh, so there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to come games everywhere isn't there hey i tell you something next week sounds like fun tune in for that one 
YouTube watchers, do subscribe. It helps us. It helps you. Everybody helps. Everybody gets help. It's just help, isn't it? Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. See what we've got going on there. And uh, drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. It's easy. It's fun. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.